BYU wades through the fog and comes to Provo with a win over number seven Kansas. We'll react to the huge win last night. Plus, we'll go live to Kansas with Spencer Linton on the atmosphere and how the Cougars did it. We'll also play back post-game sound from the head coach Mark Pope and the stars of the game, Dallin Hall and Jackson Robinson. And it's senior night for BYU women's basketball. We'll chat with the two seniors, Lauren Gustin and Kaylee Smiler. All-timers at BYU, man. Welcome to an exciting BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And they were everywhere last night all over the country and in Lawrence, Kansas. It is Wednesday, February 28th. I'm Jerem Jordan alongside a man who, like me, was probably on Twitter for about 90 minutes after the game. Going nuts, Jason Shepard. If only we had something to talk about today. If only something <laughs> historic had happened <laughs> last night. What a fun night. What a I, great night. I, I was on cloud nine. I'm really not sure what I said during the postgame. Uh, on BYU Radio, but uh, I was, I mean, just on cloud nine, being able to talk about that kind of victory. And you know as well as I do, Kansas is not going to lose another home game in the regular season. For another, like, year and a half or two years. So, BYU, when the season is over, there's going to be that that one on the loss column at home for Kansas, and that's going to belong to your BYU Cougars. It's pretty awesome. Uh, Chalk rocked. Uh, BYU basketball posting this after now entering the splash zone. This is, of course, the celebration in the locker room after. Super exciting. And then at 2.30 a.m. in 20-degree weather, BYU arrives home and look at the BYU students. Look, there's Jerem. And fans. No, you were asleep. I was asleep. Um, <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Just great turnout. Best fans in the world. And uh, BYU gets it done against Kansas. Lot, lots to discuss, lots of reaction, lots of sound to play. We'll check in with Spencer uh, coming up as well. All rise and shout. It's time for a winning edition against Kansas of What's Trending. And the fog going up on a Tuesday. Hall, Robinson, Johnson for three. That's oh! good! <laughs> BYU can bounce this one out. That Pope is a bad dude. He's got BYU cooking. With uh, oil last night. I mean, it was good. What's Trending is presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU beats number seven, Kansas, 76-68. Flying back up to number 10 in net now for BYU. They'll be in the polls, we think, of course. That's what happens Monday. when you Gotta take be BYU Saturday. out of the top 25. <laughs> they get real upset. One poll in BYU does it. Last Tuesday, BYU beat number 11, Baylor, yep. at home. And then this Tuesday, BYU beats number 7, Kansas, on the road. Shep, this is one of the best wins yep. in BYU program history. Oh, there's no question about it. It's we, we were all witnesses to one of the greatest wins this program has ever seen in its entire history. It, it was awesome. And... The, the thing that I enjoyed probably the most in looking back at it, and there's so many things to break down and talk about in moments of the game, but it was the degree of difficulty in which BYU went through in order to win. Mm -hmm. This was one of those games you said, okay, if BYU is going to have a chance to win this game, you have got to have a strong start. You cannot afford to come out of the gate slow. Well, guess what? BYU came out of the gate slow. Let's throw that idea out the window because when BYU beat number one Gonzaga, they were down 18 to two. You don't have to do that. No, but you you don't want to put yourself behind. Sure, but it's not a, at a at a, at a venue where to, this team is not lost at home. You have to start strong. You have to play perfect. No, you don't. Well, BYU they, has not in multiple top 10 wins now on the They road. did start slow yeah. and they overcame it. They yes. didn't shoot the ball very well yeah. in the first half. 
they had the opposition shooting free throws with 15 minutes left in the second half. Yep. All of those things. It was eight on five for a minute. Should have equated to not a great ending for the Cougars. Yeah. Yet BYU was able to push through it. And look, I know we're going to get to big shots. I, I want to bring this up before we talk to some of the talk about some of the shots that were made in that second half. I think the most underrated shot of the whole night was in the first half. Mm. You're getting closer to halftime. Kansas is up by nine. BYU on offense kicks to Robinson in the corner, and he hits a three to get the lead for Kansas down to six. Kansas then doesn't score on their last possession at half. So instead of being down by nine, you're down by six. And on halftime, during, during Cougar Halftime Live, I said, look, this may come back to bite me. I may, it may be eating my words. But that shot and only being down by six is a big, big deal. So to me, I think that was the most underrated shot. That three going into halftime by Jackson Robinson that took a nine-point deficit yep. down to six. You're going into the locker room after hitting a big shot. Yep. And look, and quite frankly, after everything that, that Kansas had done to get a lead, they still weren't playing great. So BYU's only down six, and, and Kansas isn't, isn't pulling away. I just thought that was a huge moment in this game. That was big. There were a lot of big moments. Obviously, it was great to boost the resume, as I talked about yesterday, with a uh, quad one win of rapport. Um, top 20 win. BYU now has four top 20 wins in the net. More on that in a moment. BYU made clutch shots, played tremendous defense. 22 to 10 in the final 530. That's amazing. 68 points allowed. That's amazing. Third best points per possession allowed in Big 12 play by BYU. Incredible. How about the big shots, as you mentioned? Robinson's three in transition in the final five minutes. Waterman's three. Those were answered, by the way. But perhaps the play of the year now, the best play of Dallin Hall's life is right there. The (laughs) step step back back on Hunter Dickinson was big time. The final 530. Look at what BYU does. They get to the line way more than Kansas, who did earlier, being in the bonus for so long. And the Cougars... Played great down the stretch. Here is Dallin Hall on perhaps the greatest play of his life. We'll get to that in a moment. 18 points for Dallin. Jackson had 18 as well. Here's Dallin. Obviously, he's a really good defender, especially inside. So um, I saw he gave me a little bit of space. And uh, everyone was really sticking close to the shooters. And so... That's kind of a shot I practice a lot is off the bounce. Like Jax was saying, we practice a lot of things after after practice. And so that's one of the moves I work on and uh, shoot it with confidence and live with the results. And, and how, the result was awesome. The result was awesome. And how about the play of, of Dallin Hall hitting that shot and the way he played, bouncing back from the performance at Kansas State? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and it goes back to the, to the confidence thing. You, you have to believe – that your next shot is going in regardless of what the situation was. And even Coach Pope during postgame had said, in that first half, I, didn't, I, I felt like we weren't, we, we weren't worrying about the next shot. We were still worried about the last shot. Mm. Like we couldn't get the misses out of our heads. And, and it, was, it was something you saw, it, but eventually that confidence. And you talked about the Jackson Robinson three in transition. Mm. You talk about high risk, high reward. Because that's, that's Hey, that was a leak, a leave for Roque Manesh yeah. versus Kansas, <laughs> yes. right? Like a three yes. in transition, Northern Iowa. Especially because you had an opportunity to keep going to the rim if you wanted. Yes. But you stop and you take the three. Hitting it, great. If you miss that, 
that could be a huge momentum changer the other way. Yes. So for, for Jackson to have the confidence to stop in transition and hit that three was massive. Okay, uh, BYU overcame officiating free throws. At one point, it was 23-9 to nine in fouls. Um, Kansas was in the double bonus at 13-35. I tweeted, BYU has to do something crazy to overcome that. They did. Um, the Jayhawks missed 12 free throws. Yep. That really helped here. Kansas went 3 of 15 from 3. You need something like that. BYU defensively was like, Dewan Harris, go ahead and shoot a 3. Yeah. Hey, uh, Timberlake, you've got you've to make a shot. They didn't let Hunter Dickinson do much after like the first 10 minutes, right? Uh, no McCullers, not BYU's problem. Right. That's not BYU's problem. Hey, Kansas was able to go and get some big wins without him already. Two, um, two emotional moments that really helped BYU. Well, three. One saying, this is our temple. Kind of tick some of the BYU fans off, if you will. And then in, in the game, Trevin Nell pushed Hunter Dickinson back. And to me, that's a sign of, all right, we're here. Let's go. We're here, Doc. As he goes through BYU's kind of huddle there. The other was Mark Pope's tech. That was needed. That was needed to sort of get the officials on BYU's yeah. side a little bit. Like, that's what happens. That was a big moment. With the win now, by the way, BYU's fourth different top 20 net and AP top 25 team they beat in San Diego State, Iowa State, Baylor, Kansas. BYU has never beaten more than two different top 25 te ranked teams in a season. Two different ones. Like, you could beat St. Mary's twice. That counts as one, right, in this thing. Four different ones. All in the top 20. BYU's never had this ever. Amazing. If the cost of winning at Kansas was losing to Oklahoma State and Kansas State, it was worth it. Fifth win ever versus a top seven team on the road. Amazing. And I guess BYU loves ending winning streaks of opponents on the road. New Mexico's 41-game home win streak, 98. Gonzaga, 41-game home win streak in 2015. And now the 19 uh, streak for Kansas. Not to mention the fact that they had won uh, 82 straight home games when leading at halftime. 82! And then 67 home win streak against unranked opponents. Like, all these streaks go down big time. The fact that this got as much love as it did, despite not being on linear ESPN right. or ESPN2, yeah. is a big deal. This was on ESPN+. Plus. Unfortunately, the audio took more hits than Hunter Dickinson did on the broadcast. <laughs> but it was a big time, big time win for a gajillion reasons. Like, BYU is going to move off the seven line up to a six. A four or five seat is possible. Yeah. Because you got a program-defining win. I would argue uh, best win of the year given the road nature, given Kansas. And oh, I don't think it's in question. Like, I, okay, number one, Iowa State two, uh, Baylor three at this point. Think about those wins that walking into this season. I'm not sure we thought BYU would get any of those. And now they have three. Right. Plus you beat San Diego State. More on, more on that <laughs> win later. There was a weird graphic on CBS Sports. Don't look at this, but though. It's so awesome. Year one in the Big 12, BYU has 20 wins and counting in year one of the Big 12. Incredible. Now they're a game above 500. And looking you, at. You can have a winning yes, record now. Absolutely. That win last night has play. set BYU up in a really good spot to end Big 12 play and head to Kansas City with a winning record BYU's in, fifth in the right Big now. 12. BYU's in fifth. Are you kidding me? That's how best. massive that victory was last night. Okay, uh, let, let's, let's go to some social stuff and, and some receipts here. Uh, Rock Chalk Blog called it. This is at 11.07 yesterday uh, morning. If I could eliminate just one game off the schedule, it would be the BYU game. The roster filled with guys that look like you typed, guy who could make threes against Kansas into an AI <laughs> image generator. <laughs> Coming off a horrible shooting performance. Hold on to your butts. Sounds like... Uh, 
Jurassic Park here. He was right. It was dudes that could make threes. Very prophetic. Yes, BYU uh, shoots 38%. Remember, 33% are up. BYU's awesome. Um, men's basketball. Uh, you, guy who could make threes against Kansas. <laughs> Chat GPT, a picture of Dallin Hall. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, also, also fun. Uh, Johnny Linehan, you know, tweeting about, hey, down six at half, did it all, take it. So, somebody tweeted, spoiler alert, uh, KU has 71 home wins in a row and leaning at half. That wasn't even the right number, by the way. Uh, and then, that's a nice win streak when leaning at half. Would be a shame if someone ended it. <laughs> Dallin Hall. <laughs> Robbie McCombs, uh, who covers uh, BYU for Microsoft. We should have known it was over when Dallin Hall had this look in his eye pregame. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, context-free CBB. This one was my favorite, actually. This is Hunter Dickinson's closeout. <laughs> if you're 7'2", you just reach out like that, I guess. It looks like he's in mid-fall. <laughs> hey, push him. Dallin Hall should have pushed him back after that, too. Uh, at Jeff Eisenberg. The fog is no match for BYU, a team that regularly lost four-plus WCC road games a year, and I swear, last one in Moraga during the Obama administration. <laughs> College basketball is weird. Listen, the fact that a year ago we walk in uh, to the Big 12 and out of the WCC, and that team is in fifth place and just doesn't even make the NIT, and we're like, man, it's going to be rough in the Big 12. The fact that they have rallied, as we've talked about, this year, and now they get this win, amazing. Yeah, Just it's... simply incredible to summon that performance. And, Shep, BYU has had some of its best games off of tough losses. Yeah. So I, I would be a little uh, weary of Saturday's game against TCU. BYU's got to come with that same juice. Granted, it's at home. We've only seen really one disappointing home performance. That was Cincinnati right out of the gate. But other than that, like, you lose to Houston, they're the number one team in the country. Like, it, it happens. BYU's been pretty good in – Conference play, uh, won all the games besides those two at home, I believe. So, BYU goes into Fog Allen Fieldhouse and wins, Shep. This is, this is one of the great moments in BYU men's basketball history, bro. Look, BYU has done, to your point, a fantastic job of following up disappointing games with good performances. Spencer brought it up earlier this year, like, hey, they've summoned these great yeah. performances look, after look, and look, tough losses. And, and you, had, yeah. you had the beginning of the, of the conference season where you lost the first two. Since then, BYU has, has been able to eliminate that type eight, eight five since yeah, then? Of, of performance. Yeah. And you, you lose at home to Cincinnati, then you go on the road. You have the lead against Baylor, but ultimately lose the game. That, that is such an underrated um, you know, skill for, for a team to have, is to be able to put losses behind you and come out and, and perform at your best the next game. That, that Literally, is not BYU easy. was in Kansas yes. and had a very disappointing Saturday performance against Just against came Manhattan. home. They literally came home. That was a change. We've talked yes. about it. That was a change. They were going to stay there. But when they went West Virginia, Oklahoma, I wonder if they felt like we were on the road a little too long. That was too much. Two time zones. They had to go uh, out a day early, blah, blah, blah. But BYU wins. And uh, they, they now have a shot at getting a four or five seed if things play out. Really well. Last night, Spencer Linton was in Fog Allen Fieldhouse and now joins us from, I assume, Kansas City, getting ready to fly back today. Spence, how we doing? How was it? And uh, BYU pulls it off, bro. Unbelievable. Let me add my voice to the many that have said it's a bucket list opportunity and scenario that all college basketball fans need to experience. It was just remarkable uh in so many ways and i know you've been talking about it at length about what this mean wins or this this win means for byu and and uh how it shapes their season but 
my gosh, like it, it's hard to explain how loud and how nostalgic and how historic that place is until you've actually walked in and see him do the starting lineups and, and you see all the pageantry and the lights and all the banners hanging. And so to, to have that as a backdrop and then BYU wins the game, it, it just it, it immediately vaulted itself into one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, well, that's an all-timer for BYU. Is it top five? Is it top ten? It, it was just – it was that quality of win and um, one that won't, won't soon be forgotten. One that makes fans show up back at the Provo airport at 2.30 in the morning and 20 degrees and, and welcome the team off the plane. Hey, uh, they're not going to welcome you like That's that. what I was going to say. I'm Don't really expect sorry. the same welcome Don't when you come back. That. Yeah. Maybe we'll show up and be like, <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll take whatever I can get. So uh, yeah, z- z- low expectations for me. But the common theme uh, last night is I talked to everybody on the team, and when I say everybody, I tried to have conversations with all of them because uh, I just kind of wanted to document their feelings and their emotions and how it was going. And um, notably, Richie Saunders and Spencer Johnson and Dallin Hall all referenced that there were these little things that were bothering BYU, like being taken out of the top twenty-five. Mm after beating Baylor and losing at Kansas state, like they, they both are they, the, the trio of them unprompted brought that up. Like, Hey, we were, we were kind of disrespected and we didn't like that. And so whatever it takes, whatever you got to use to get a mental advantage, BYU was out to prove they belong back in the top 25. And once again, when it got close late, the moment was not too big for Dallin hall. Like he is, uh, very quickly becoming that guy uh, along with Jackson Robinson. What's like, okay, you need a big bucket. You need a big shot late in the game. Like th- those are your guys right now. And we all kind of wondered who it was going to be. And those two have, have clearly kind of taken some big steps in, in taking those reins of the guys that are going to get you buckets late. So Spencer, you talked about the atmosphere and what that was like. And I mean, it was a thrill of mine to be back there, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, it is to me, it is the greatest college basketball arena that we have. Um, but you talked about the atmosphere. I, I want to talk to you about the, the BYU fans that showed up, and there was a lot being made of the, the BYU chants and how the KU fans did not like how loud those BYU chants got. What was that part of the evening like to hear, literally hear, BYU chants echoing at Allen Fieldhouse? Well, first of all, I was a little surprised. And, and I, at this point, I'm like, why am I surprised? I shouldn't be surprised that BYU fans are traveling like this. Uh, I just thought it would be uh, tougher to get into the arena. But again, they will go to great lengths to find a ticket into the building. And BYU's fans, in large part, were in the upper portion, um, kind of in a corner behind the BYU bench. And I thought, oh, there's a decent contingent here, maybe four or 500. But when things got going late in the game, and I think it was after Jackson Robinson hit that pull-up three-pointer after a Spencer Johnson steal that cut the Kansas lead to two at like 47-45, and then Kansas goes to a timeout, and all of a sudden BYU fans are on their feet and they're chanting BYU, and Kansas fans get perturbed because they're like, no, no, you're not doing this in, in our gym. You can't do this. And so they started to boo, and then they started to like, counter it with their own chant, but I, I just got such a kick out of that. And they were, I think I, I mentioned it in a, a post on X last night. I, I just couldn't believe how loud BYU fans were. And I was like, man, maybe there are like a thousand or maybe a little bit more than a thousand in here. And I'm singing the Cougar fight song after BYU wins the game and all gathering behind the BYU bench. And it just, 
I couldn't believe it. I, I could not believe how loud BYU fans were. And, I mean, Fran Fraschilla told us this week uh, on BYUS, and look, you're probably going to have to be up 10 with four minutes to go to win this game. That was not the case, okay? <laughs> that was not the case. But to see Dallin Hall hit that second three, and then BYU make a couple of free throws, I think they were up six late, and Kansas fans are getting up and leaving their seats. Like, they're leaving the game I couldn't believe it. I was like, no, this is the fog. This is where you guys make some dramatic comeback. Like, where, where are you going? Didn't know what how to deal doing? with the adversity. Like, they drove, B, like, BYU drove them out of the stadium early. Like, that to me was one of the most wild things I saw all night because they just, they're so magical late and they, they win these games when they get in big trouble. But BYU had answers. They made free throws. Down Hall, Noah Waterman, Trevin Nell, all making clutch threes down the stretch. And so, yeah, to hear the BYU fans get loud for a second time when they were up five and then the fans leaving early, oh, my gosh. Like, what what a moment for BYU. It was pretty incredible. Also, like the background on your TV. Well well done. I think it's the first interview of a person who's on the TV behind us. <laughs> hey, I included you, too, and I was trying to find Shep. This is our YouTube page. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to promote our YouTube content here. <laughs> hey, push, push, the, here's, push the content. Here's how you can make it up for me. On your way back to the airport, swing by the Chiefs team store at Arrowhead and pick me up some more Super Bowl gear. Shep, you have no room in your closet for any more that's Chiefs fine. gear. Hey, it's fine. I'm going to be buying some more when I'm there uh, next week with uh, women's <laughs> basketball in the conference tournament. So I'll, I'll be, I'll, don't worry. I'll be getting plenty of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you will. Uh, yeah, great stuff. You wouldn't pay uh, back What either, a show. Anyway. What a moment. What what a game! I, I just amazing. Uh, I, I know we're at we're speaking ad nauseum here. We're we're beating a dead horse, but like this, no, it's this it's really alive. Is it's very much alive. We're good. A, de a defining moment for BYU basketball. Absolutely. The one thing that they had not done was like go on the road and like win a big game on the road and Big Twelve play. And it's like, oh man, can they do that? And we're listening to Seth Davis and others say, yeah, BYU's fun, but they can't win a big game away from home. Well, how about that, Seth? Yeah. I Where's the tweet? They've done that now, too. Where's the tweet, Seth? Let's go. Spence, we appreciate the, the it. The five-seed in Salt Lake City is back in play, man. Yes, it it's is. Like it's, that, it's back in play. Yes, it is. Well, safe travels home. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you soon, man. We'll meet you at the airport with signs. Right. <laughs> we will not. Guys. We will not. And then uh, and the sign will be, grab an Uber. <laughs> Thanks, Spence. See ya. Our question of the day is this. What's your favorite part of BYU's win at Kansas? John Chaney on uh, X. Dallin Hall's three-pointer at the top of the key was the moment of this game. I think that's the moment yeah. of the year right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> is that the shot of the year? Well, and it's it's not just the shot. It was the it was the time when it happened, and it was who it was hit over. <laughs> it's all of it. Yes. It's all of it. Yep. Hunter, Hunter Dickinson's climbing the charts on the least likable BYU <laughs> opponents list for fans, I assume. <laughs> Uh, JP Dalton on next. Watching BYU take over after Dick, uh, Dickinson pushed through the huddle, they owned Kansas after that, that moment. I think that summoned something that Kansas wasn't ready for, which was that BYU, okay, yeah. oh, oh, we're in this. Yeah. Trevin Nell, by the way, is involved in a lot of these, which I kind of like. Look, Trevin, hey, Richie, you can't back down on something like they, that. No, they you were ready, You cannot back down. They were ready. All right, BYU men's basketball versus TCU coming up on Saturday. How can the Cougars uh, top what happened at Kansas? Just win. Just win. That's, that's yeah, all that's you all, need to do against the Horn Frogs. Yep, yep. Pre-game coverage begins 8 Eastern on BYU TV and on BYU Radio. After the break, more sound from last night. Dallin Hall, Jackson Robinson, and Mark Pope. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968.
clearly now the fog is gone. Steps back. Yes, sir! Robinson top of the key three. There it is! come to the home of college basketball and emerge from the fog victorious. Indeed they did, 76-68 at number seven Kansas last night. Great to have you with us, Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard in Studio B. Let's listen to some of the victorious Cougars. We begin with Dallin Hall talking about fighting through the fouls. BYU had three dudes in the end with uh, four, four, and five fouls. Hall fouls out in the last 30 seconds. Here he is talking about it after the game. I just tried to stay engaged. Um, I really trust this team, and that was one thing. Like when I sat down on the bench, I've, you know, we've had such great depth all year, and the next guy's ready to step up. So I trusted in our guys, um, and just stayed engaged because I knew, you know, there'd be a point where I had to step back in. And um, the guys, they really carried us. Jack stepped up huge, bunch of pieces really um, carried us through that foul trouble stretch. And then when it was my turn to step up, I tried my best to to fulfill that role for the team. That was incredible. When Kansas was in the double bonus at 1335, I thought, this is going to be hard to overcome. Most do teams don't. Crazy. I thought that Kansas would continue to get to the line. I thought they'd make free throws. They did not shoot the free throw well at all. 61%, 19 of 31. 31 free throw attempts is incredible. BYU got to the line more than you'd think. 19 of 24, you got the right guys to the line shooting and making them. Uh, Jackson Robinson did his thing. Dallin Hall, 5 of 6 from the stripe. No one uh, missed more than one free throw uh, on the team individually, which was great. So BYU overcame that. For a minute there, it was like, is Kansas going to get every call yeah. here? Like, I don't like to be every call guy and complain about the refs typically. Well, I want to, but I shouldn't. But we, you try, we try and but edit it. when it's 23 to 9, right. it's really tough. And I thought, okay, can BYU guard without fouling? Are they going to get a call here and whatnot? They played great down the stretch, making shots when you had open threes, and then luckily Kansas missed a bunch of free throws. Yeah. If, the, if Kansas doesn't miss a bunch of free throws, maybe it's a different result here. But sometimes that free throw defense shows up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, look, you said making the Which threes. It doesn't exist. Making, BYU making its threes as the game progressed changed everything. Sure. We, we knew going in that's, that's what BYU is known for, but they get the slow start. But they kept shooting. They were getting good looks. It was not a not getting good looks problem. They were just not hitting them. But they kept shooting. Some were them. tough in the first half, but I thought BYU got better yes. looks in the second. Yes, half. and so but they kept shooting them. They kept with confidence. And Jackson Robinson talked about BYU continuing to shoot threes with confidence. We work on it every day. Um, like Coach said, me and Dallin, one of the last two guys in the gym every day. We're shooting partners. We see each other every day. Watch film, stuff like that. Um, and coach gives us the ultimate confidence, and us as teammates also have confidence in each other. Um, and whether the shot's dropping in the moment or not, it's just next play mentality. Um, and I think it really paid off tonight. What was interesting was, you know, Kansas is not a three-point shooting team. No. But you, those late in the game when you had Timberlake, and then you had Hunter Dickinson hitting threes. I'm like, oh, he no. was five of 31 in conference if, play prior to that. Man. If he's like, going to start hitting threes, we're in trouble. Yeah. So it was just kind of funny. But BYU had an answer for every yes, they did. play for every run that Kansas had all night long. Big time. Okay, defensively, 68 points allowed, 39% from the field, points per possession, point nine five eight, third best in Big 12 play. That was amazing. And BYU had to defend one of the best big men in the country, perhaps the second best big man in the country, to Zach Eady of Purdue. Hunter Dickinson's tremendous. Here's Mark Pope on the defensive game plan. 
Um, it was not as, no, it's a good question because you would wonder. Um, that was not actually part of our strategy. Uh, um, I was really proud of the guys defensively. So, um, uh, you know, this team is hungry to grow. Like, we have really humble guys. Um, we walked into this league very humble, which you should because this league is just a, is just so tough. And, and uh, we have very humble guys that want to learn. And w we have, you know, we've had some ups and downs defensively the last few games. And our guys' willingness to really, it's a, and it's a very unique game plan for us uh, that Coach Fennell put together defensively and the, and the rest of the staff. And then our guys executed at a high level. And we had to make adjustments throughout the game. And the guys were really good at actually making those adjustments throughout the game. So very proud of our defensive effort. Staying with Coach Pope, you know, we, we, we know how good Kansas is at home. They're good in general, obviously, yeah, multiple yeah. national championships. Well, they're struggling in Big 12 on the road. I would say they haven't been good but, on the but road. What, but I'm talking about historically. Sure. So you can go into this venue with this sense of awe and, and work your way right out of a game because you're just in awe of the atmosphere. And after the game, Coach Pope talked about what it meant for BYU to get a victory like that in such a historic venue. I think the guys agree. Um, you know, everybody that grows up knows what this place is. And then this was my first time walking into a game, and I, I've never seen an atmosphere quite like this. It's, it's actually really special, and uh, this is a great team. And so I think as far ahead as we're thinking is um, just that we're grateful that we got an opportunity to, to come compete here. And this, you know, it's one of the meccas and hallowed halls of basketball, and, and, um, and uh, we're really blessed that we, you know, really blessed and really fortunate to come away with a win. It was a bummer not to get Kansas in Provo, yeah. but but it's not that big a deal uh, if if the one's at one of the iconic venues in the sport, right? If not the most iconic, and BYU wins that game. <laughs> I don't know how many wins BYU's going to have at Fog Allen Fieldhouse in the Big 12 era and what that looks like, but to win the first yep. and get one is amazing. It took BYU men's basketball, what, the year five or four to win at Gonzaga, and then they won three in a row. Who knows if we have a streak coming? Like we, we didn't expect that one. I shaved my head on the first one, and the second and third, heck no. So are you going to shave your head now because BYU won last yeah, night at yeah, Kansas? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, if Trevin now shaves his head, then I will. Um, but, and, the, and I will also push Hunter Dickinson, apparently. But <laughs> I just love that interaction. I really did. That was big time. And uh, BYU gets the win uh, at Kansas. Okay. Uh, Mark Pope has had some tremendous wins in his tenure, uh, probably highlighted by number two against Gonzaga at home. This uh, tops it, I think, because of winning on the road. Maybe you feel differently, but Mark was asked about where this ranks among the best of his career. This is really special. I think it's special because we all have such a deep respect for this program and this venue. Um, you know, I, I think all three of us are, are, are uh, lifelong college basketball fans, and this um, – this arena and this team and this coach uh, and these players, um, you know, it's just it's just it's all time Mecca. And so um, I think that's what makes it special. And then I think m really what makes it most special for me is um, is is, you know, we're, we, we talk all the time about faith in our program. Um, it's certainly it's an uh, important part of our university and um, watching our guys faith in each other tonight and their faith kind of in the process. Um, you know, we didn't shoot the ball well in the first half and we didn't shoot the ball well start to start the second half, but their faith in, the, in, the, in their abilities and their work. And then um, I just thought it was really special to watch. So that's not a great answer for you. I, I don't know how it ranks, but it's really special. I would put it in the really, really, really special category. Indeed it was, and faith without works is dead. Uh, BYU had both last night. <laughs> they especially, they works. Especially from three. Yeah, <laughs> huge win for BYU. TCU coming up Saturday, which is also a big-time 
game, uh, not quite like number seven Kansas, but that's the fear is you come down from this high, you've got to respond against a good TCU team on Saturday. But today, BYU can enjoy this one. Absolutely. You can also enjoy uh, BYU basketball with Mark Pope. It returns tomorrow as the head coach will recap BYU's Woo. massive win be a hot at number to get. seven, Kansas. You can watch at 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. Are we holding that in the Marriott Center? <laughs> like, is there going to be room in look, Studio look, State? my son's young men awesome. group picked a great week to want to come to a, Very nice. a broadcast. Very nice. Coming up, which big-time freshman surprised everybody with a mission call announcement yesterday. What's the worst ref call against BYU ever? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on social media for content throughout the day on Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B on this winning Wednesday. I'm Jeremy. He's Jason. Let's get to today's headlines. I don't know if you've heard, but BYU men's basketball beat number seven Kansas last night in Lawrence 76 to 68. The win nice. snaps Kansas's 19-game home win streak and improves the Cougars' overall record to 20 and 8. They're 8 and 7 in the Big 12. Jackson Robinson and Dallin Hall were huge for BYU, each scoring 18 points. The win improves BYU's net uh, to a number 10. They're number 15 in Ken Palm. Up next. The Horn Frogs coming to town Saturday night at the Marriott Center. Senior night for women's hoops against Houston, 9 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. You can listen to Shep on BYU Radio. Lauren Gustin, Kaylee Smiler are two seniors who will be honored uh, tonight. Speaking of Gustin, she was named to the Ann Myers Drysdale, no relation to Don, award, an All-American watch list by the U.S. Basketball Writers Association. And freshman guard Kaylee Walston got her mission call to Baltimore, Maryland last night. Walston is BYU's second leading scorer averaging 13 points a game this season. Congrats to Kaylee. BYU football's Keaton Slovis, Kingsley Suamatsaia, and Ryan Rico are all participating in the NFL Combine this week. Slovis has the NFLPA meeting and uh, team interviews today. Suamatsaia and Rico have registration, orientation, and the first set of team interviews. Men and women swim and dive competing at the Big 12 Championships this week in Morgantown, West Virginia. Day one of competition. Highlight was Jordan Tiffany, Brad Prolo, Tanner Edwards, and Luigi Riva breaking their own 200 medley relay record qualifying for the NCAA Championships. Awesome. On the women's side, Tatum Cooley, Victoria Schreiber, Reagan Geldmacher, and Kara Martinson set a school record in the 800 free relay taking fourth place. BYU Women's Golf took ninth place at the Causeway Invitational in Sacramento, California. Leela Naliai and Alexa Udom, along with Berlin Long, all finished in the top 25 overall to lead BYU. And former BYU All-American and Herman Mac, uh, Mac Herman Trophy finalist Brecken Mozingo officially signs with the Ro Utah Royals yesterday. I assume that means drafted and then made the team. So we'll see what the others uh, end up doing in the NWSL. Best of luck to everybody. Those are today's headlines. Time for the Big 12 Roundup now uh, as Houston continues to take care of business. Yeah, the Cougars, number one in the nation. That being the Houston Cougars, taking on Cincinnati last night. Oh, I thought night. it was BYU for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the game played in Houston. What? Houston uh, held Cincinnati to 19 first-half points mm. in, in round to the win. Uh, it's a sixth-rate win for the Cougars in red. LJ Cryer scored 22 to lead Houston. Uh, the Cougars improved to 12-3 and in the Big 12. Cincinnati falls to 5-10. and Texas beats Texas Tech on the road 81-69. This one marred by a weird moment from Texas' Brock Cunningham where he got ejected for a flagrant two. Huge hip check on Texas Darian Williams into the scores table led to a skirmish. Texas Tech fans throwing garbage 
uh, on the court. Uh, uh, Grant McCaslin had to jump on the mic and talk to everybody about stop doing that. Uh, Texas wins by 12 and proves 7 and 8. Texas Tech 8 and 7, tied with Brigham in the Big 12. All right, coming up, uh, Oklahoma at number 8, Iowa State. Second place, Iowa State, 10 and 4 in the Big 12. They have been fantastic this year. Obviously, BYU still has to go to Iowa State before the end of the regular season. Oklahoma, 7 and 7 in league games. Oklahoma won the first meeting that was played in Norman. Iowa State favored by 9.5. So, you probably, if you're BYU, you want Iowa State to stay up there near the top, Oklahoma to slide, BYU to get a better yep. seed in yep. the conference tournament at this point. UCF at Oklahoma State. UCF coming off a win over Texas Tech. Oklahoma State coming off an overtime loss to Oklahoma at the buzzer. UCF five and nine in league. Oklahoma State four and ten. Uh, you know both both are uh, below BYU by a couple of games. Doesn't really matter for the Cougars. I think who wins this one? Shep. Oklahoma State favored by one and a half. That wraps up the Big 12 roundup. Now let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Okay, I had not seen this. You brought this to my attention, and <laughs> I'm like, so what? Funny. So CBS Sports showed a graphic last night when talking huh. about San Diego State and that they have the uh, Aztecs loss to BYU as, quote, a bad loss. Excuse me? What are you doing? Uh, listen, BYU's 10 in net today. They were 14 yesterday. <laughs> BYU could have been 75 in net, and it still would have been an acceptable loss because guess what? It'd be quad one. The committee defines bad losses as quad three and four. It could have been, BYU could, could have been 135, and it could have been a quad two still. A Come bad on. loss? Come on, Come did, on. The, did the show make this graphic? It's, it's lazy, it's lazy. What is that? In the spirit of last night's game, let's get petty. <laughs> well, that's one, of the, all one of the mantras it. of our program, I think. What's the worst call by an official against BYU ever? Oh, see, this one was so easy for me. <laughs> I go to the football. Okay. Brandon Bradley against Utah. Oh, yeah, 2010. Like, yeah, he intercepts yep. uh, Jordan Wynn, I believe. His knee goes down, plays dead. Yeah. He has the ball knocked out of his hands. Yep. They rule it a fumble. Yep. There's no replay, so they don't, you can't, everybody on TV can see his knee's clearly down and the play's dead before yep. the fumble. That's, to me, the worst. Any of the WCC refs calling two <laughs> quick fouls on Eric Mika were my least favorite calls of all time. I'm sure there are a million other ones. Oh, boy. Also, this in from Andy Vasquez, who covers the New York Jets. Joe Douglas, the general manager at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, says the Jets have given Zach Wilson permission to search for trade partners. Zach it's says Zach's amen. <laughs> Hold on. It's Zach's job to search for his own trade Well, partners? no, but they're, they're allowing him and his agent to find a, a place okay. that, that he feels is a good fit. Let's, and then if the two teams can work out. Something. That makes sense. Because yes. I'm like, the team trades the player. The player doesn't tell the team, hey, yeah. I'm going to the Rams. Yeah. No, it's it's like it's a courtesy that they're okay. allowing. Now, it doesn't mean that a trade's going to get Thanks done. Thanks for helping me understand that. Because yeah. I was like, what is that about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's like, God. well, let's see. I would like to go here. And yeah. you have to trade with them. No, it's not like that. I would love Zach on the ramps. It makes a lot uh, of I sense. I think backup of veteran. He's not going to go somewhere and be the starter, no. Shep. That's not how this is going to work. But he could be a backup somewhere Absolutely. for someone that wants to give him a chance. And maybe he'll get that actual experience of sitting behind a veteran that he was hoping yes. for this year, for a year. And then, I don't know. Zach can be a lifer backup in the NFL, no problem. It's just, to me, it's just whether he's going to be a starter again and the guy for a team. Yeah, I, I, I want... I want him to go to a place where he can grow with the team and the system 
and that it, that fits. And the stuff about the Rams and with McVay as your head coach, who's an offensive yeah, genius. I like that. With the weapons you have, Puka's, be, Puka's there. You can back up Stafford. It's it's a great situation. That would certainly be one that makes a whole lot of sense. We'll and Zach see. and Puka never played together. Puka transferred yeah, after, yeah, right after that season. Yeah. So that would be fun. All right, BYU baseball has its home opener tomorrow. Okay. Against, guess who? Gonzaga. Old buddy. Not a conference game anymore, now non-conference. Coverage begins 5 Eastern on Big 12, now on ESPN+. And I will have the call on BYU Radio. You got a lot going on this week. I do have a lot going on. After the break, Lauren Gustin and Kaylee Smiler are in the house ahead of senior night against Houston. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. It's a ball night for women's hoops, 9 Eastern tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus and BYU Radio with this guy against Houston, senior night. And now joining us is Kaylee Smiler to uh, talk about it. We'll get Lauren Gustin another day. Uh, but Kaylee, welcome back. And uh, I can't believe this is uh, potentially your last home game. I know, right? It feels like a really long journey. <laughs> it's been a long time, and it's been a crazy one. You've had, uh, you know, a boating accident and knee injuries and COVID. fifth year in COVID. Like... How would you describe the journey to get to this point where, hey, you're on the, the first BYU team in the Big 12 and uh, beating Baylor uh, a couple weeks ago was awesome? Yeah, this season has been, like, amazing. I love Coach Amber and all the coaches, honestly. The chemistry on our team, on and off the court, is just hilarious. I wish I could tell you more about it, but maybe I shouldn't slide maybe, into this thing. Maybe tease us, just <laughs> one little something, we have, maybe? We have side tournaments and, like, off the court right of, now. Of what? stealing rubber ducks. We each have our own personalized rubber ducks. They are spread throughout the Yes, 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 they are. Yes, everyone has a rubber duck. Yep. And you try and steal each other's. They're all in the annex, just spread around in our practice facility. That's hilarious. Even off the court, no one's safe. Have you seen these around? I'm participating. I have a rubber duck that is hidden in oh, everyone hides them in a random place. Yes, you hide like them in your backpack. Okay, no, you hide it. them in a random place, and then people will go and try and find them. That's yes, that's hilarious. Mine is mine is a Superman rubber duck. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> but that that's, that that uh, game and sort of chemistry moment helps this team. Yeah, oh, like you've sorry, come absolutely. together in a way yeah, through even, a small thing like this. Yeah, absolutely. So even on the call, we love each other. Yeah. It really works with the chemistry and helps us get those wins. <laughs> Whose idea was that? That's hilarious. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? I know that. You probably are going to be asked a hundred times, you know, with it being your last year and getting getting close to the end of the season, you know, your favorite moment. And I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to ask you that. What I do want to I ask do. you is, when you think about those moments, what have all of those moments meant to you when you look back on your career at BYU? What have those moments meant? Um, so our videographer. Um, Lizzie, she made one of our senior night videos and it had a section of when I had to do interviews for my Deep Blue. And I, one of the comments that I said was like, when I win, I feel like we all win. Mm. Because again, like I, I come from a small hometown in New Zealand 
And so, you know, when I get those, those moments that I think about when I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when I had that like career high game or like, oh, we went to the NCAA tournament. They're all just like small wins, but like they, they build up eventually. And I know that if I try and make a good reputation out here, then I'm eventually gonna help people back home as well. It's, that's beautiful. And your deep blue is amazing. Everyone needs to check it out. Um, it's, it's cool because it shows who you are as a proud Maori from New Zealand <laughs> and the role of dance in your life and overcoming adversity. It's been amazing. This team, besides just the two of you, is pretty young. You're starting a freshman backcourt. You guys have grown a ton. You almost took out Kansas State. You take down Baylor. It seems like you're getting better here at the end of the season. Yeah, so now that we get to play Houston tonight, it's game day. Um, what I like to tell the girls is like, we're a completely different team from the beginning of the season. Like we have grown so much and had a lot of experience now so that when we play them again, they're just not gonna be ready for us. And so that's what we're looking to. The freshmen have learned so much. I've learned so much. And again, this is like, I'm a super senior. And I feel like with every week and every practice and every game, we just become better. Is there anything specific that you feel that the team has, has gotten better at significantly from the beginning of the season? Or is it like you said, just when, when, you, when you go through as many games as you play in a season, regardless of how young you are when you start, by the time you get to the end, you're not, you're not young anymore. Is it more that or is there something specific that you feel like the team has gotten better at? Um, I would for sure say the mental aspect is a big deal. Like our coaches credited us yesterday and said, like the ability for the freshmen and like for all girls to be able to bounce back after those tough losses, like that took me years to develop and just like for people just get back and wake up the next day and go to practice with the mindset of we're going to get better today. We're not going to waste this practice so that we can prepare for the next game. Um, that's something that I've seen throughout the season because, you know, it was a little sad getting those, you know, at the beginning of our season, we were 0-4 and then we were still like continually decided to put in the work. We all chose that we wanted to be better. And so now it got, comes to the end of the season. We're still winning some games and losing some games, but when we lose a game, we still have that clear headset, like not to, get, not to let our highs get too high or our lows get too low. And you're in that space right now because you're coming off a tough second half at Iowa State, tough place to play, big crowd and the whole thing. But you have Houston at home, final home game. Who knows, maybe you have more home games in, in a postseason tournament, we'll see. But uh, then it's hard not to peek at Texas and Shaylee. <laughs> Hi, Shaylee, on uh, Saturday. So what's this uh, week going to be like in terms of, like you said, bouncing back into two big games? Um, so I think it's just one game at a time right now. We haven't even talked about Texas because we're focusing on Houston. But it has been in the back of my mind. You know, I might steal a BOU shirt and go say hi to her after the game. She's still a really close friend of mine. So I think it'll be fun. I mean, we're both not going to hold back. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, it'll be good to be on the same court again. Have you thought about what the emotions will be like tonight? Of, uh, for, for you, with it you know, potentially being your last home game. Yeah, I've decided not to make eye contact with specific few people because I can't get my emotions <laughs> until after the game. <laughs> who, are the, who are some of those people? Um, definitely my, my family, my fiance. Congratulations, um, by the way. Oh, yeah, thanks. Very exciting, <laughs> very exciting. Um, honest, like there's, you know, some, even some of the girls on the court, cause I know Arielle Williams, she's injured right now. So I know like these are kind of one of the games that I would love to play with her. Yep. Um, Kylie Webster, our managers, there's like, I could just go through the list. I'm like, I need to just focus on the game. Cause if I stay too long out into the crowd, I'll, I'll start getting emotional. Ari got baptized over the weekend. 
She did. That was a pretty cool event uh, for the team and for her, of course. Yes, everyone was there. And then I think most people don't even know that she's not a member. I didn't of the know church. that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. So I was uh, excited. Uh, you know, Ari Mackie Williams, Aria McCumber, there have been several BYU athletes that have chosen to uh, join the church, which has been pretty cool this year. So when you when you look at this game tonight with Houston, what's what's the focus? Because I, I know you guys want to start, you know, to, to kind of ramp up and get ready for the, the Big 12 tournament next week. So, so how does it start tonight with Houston? Um, when we played them last time, their game plan is like a lot of pressing and pressure. So we're going to focus on our, like limiting our turnovers and like taking care of the ball, making sure we're free for each other, those kind of things. And then of course, you know, Lauren will get her rebounds and like <laughs> Wilson and Whiting will get their points. And so all together, it'll add up. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming in. Uh, we look forward to tonight's game and, uh, you know, Big 12 tournament next week, which will be fun. And uh, congrats on it going, uh, everything going well right now for you in your life. <laughs> Thank you. We'll give you the karma. We'll give you the BYU Sports All Nation All the karma. karma. <laughs> Come yes. through, you know, like three threes tonight, maybe. Something like that. Something good. Awesome. Something good. Thanks, thanks Mike. Appreciate it. BYU Women's Basketball hosting Houston tonight on Senior Night. Coverage for tonight's game begins at 9 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. ESPN Plus, and radio coverage with yours truly on BYU Radio. Coming up, the Elite Voice of the Day and the rise and shout-out on a winning Wednesday. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Favorite part of BYU's win at Kansas. Ben to BYU on Instagram. The Johnson steal ahead to Robinson who stops and pops a three. Beautiful man. Again, reminded me of Ali for Roque Manesh, 2010 NCAA tournament. First round against Kansas. That's a big time shot. That man. was a huge shot. Our big elite voice shot. of the day is presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated at Texas Vandy on X. Without question, my favorite part is that BYU top to bottom looked like a team who could close. They did close. So many critical stops, plays, coaching elements. BYU equals team who closes. I agree. Fantastic. Today's Rise and Shout Out is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Everything surrounding last night, the, the game, All the win, it. the fans, everything. All of it! We're going to watch awesome. the cut after it this. Awesome. It is out. Our thanks to today's guests, Spencer Linton and Kaylee Slavin. Conversation continues 24-7 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. All of our shows are on demand on BYUSN.com. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Brett Jepson. See you tonight for women's hoops against Houston. Go Cougs! One's in blue.